Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, the pastor of West Bradenton Baptist Church in Bradenton, Florida, Josh King, the pastor of Saxe's Church in Saxe, Texas, and me, Micah Fries, the pastor of Brainerd Baptist Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're glad you're here. Hey, and good morning. Welcome to another episode of EST. We're so glad that you're here. We are excited to talk about today's topic because this is one of those ones that is sort of uh, user-submitted. It's something that came in through Twitter, came in through um, support, you know, people kind of letting us know some of the things that they want to talk about here on the EST, the podcast for established churches. And um, I'm joined today by my co-host and good friend, Sam Rayner. Sam, how's it going today? It is going great. I just got back from my 10-year anniversary trip. Wow. 10 years with your wife? 10 years? <laughs> yes, 10 <laughs> What are years. we anniversarying? Well, yeah, that's really the only anniversary that I celebrate is oh. uh, is the anniversary with my wife. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. We, we actually we, uh, we went out to uh, Deer Valley in Utah and skied, okay. snow ski. Yeah, it's awesome. Conditions were amazing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got married on New Year's Eve, but mm-hmm. with three small children, you know, you don't get to celebrate. You don't get to do the trip till till later. Till whenever um, you can. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it was a great trip. Well, I guess if you live in a vacation spot, then you do uh, you go to Utah when you're going to go on anniversaries and stuff like that. Right. We basically live on the beach. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't own a house on the beach. No. Uh, <laughs> it's <was a> pricey. <laughs> a little, little pricey, but yeah, we get away. We get into the snow. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. For those of you not following Sam on Twitter, you need to do so. He posts some great pictures, dad life pictures. He's the, I think he owns that hashtag, and he has a great. Uh, constantly great view and uh he shares that with everybody doesn't make me jealous at all i'm happy for him and uh i'm just glad that he's sharing so hey man you live in dallas and there there is no greater city than than dallas this is true um dallas is what the people of dallas are talking about we are in love with (laughs) dallas so hey um so somebody messaged us and i do apologize i don't have his name right in front of us but he talked to us or kind of wanted to know a little bit about his sign and i know this is a thing for est churches I'm a Pisces. What are you? <laughs> I'm Virgo. Virgo. Um, that's all I know. I don't know anything about those. Things. I don't either. I have yeah. no idea. I just yeah. know February is Pisces. That's it. Yeah, I I learned that as a kid. And as a teenager, I thought Virgo was a little bit edgy because it looked a little bit too much like Virgin. So it was just a weird thing for me to realize. But yeah, that is that is weird, Josh. You probably shouldn't have told us that. Oh, well. You know, I'm going <laughs> to stuff like that. Um, so... Yeah, the sign. Uh, the sign on the front of the church. We go by Saxe's Church here, but our sign still very boldly says First Baptist Church. That's all it says. It doesn't say the name of the city or anything like that. Just a big brick sign says First Baptist. And I know this is something that a lot of established church pastors deal with. Should we update that? A lot of times just changing that will cause a fight. But I think it speaks to a greater issue and maybe one that we sidestepped because we never changed the sign. The sign is exactly the same as the one that I inherited, and uh, it goes to branding, I think, uh, you know, just the brand of your church. What do you think? Is it wrong, first of all, to use terms like branding and marketing when you're talking about a church? Isn't that a little unspiritual? Well, it, yeah, it is unspiritual, I would say, but I don't think it's wrong. Um, you, you know, basically, when I think of, by brand, I mean, you could take it one of two directions. You could take it a very selfish route and 
um, make it all about yourself. Or you could just ask the question, how does our community perceive our church? And anytime you're talking about perceptions of your church, in, in some ways you're, you're talking about branding. So I, I would use branding in a very broad sense. Just, hey, how do people perceive you? Not in a very narrow sense of, you know, how well are we marketing ourselves? Uh, although I think those are those are good questions, and obviously we're talking about it on the podcast. I don't think it's the main question. Mm. Um, I obviously think the gospel is primary. Uh, but if uh, if you never mow your grass, and y- you know you you have a terrible church sign, well, I mean those are those are important things that you know cause people to perceive you perhaps differently than you would like. Right. I mean everything communicates, and I think you hit the the kind of the nail on the head by calling it perception if you don't like the word branding or marketing just what are you projecting about your church and about yourself and how is the community perceiving you now we were talking a little earlier about this topic and you sort of had a a a, a larger view that relates to the local view kind of flesh that out for our listeners sort of what you were thinking on on lines of national versus local yeah, so anytime I hear branding, I hear marketing, at least in the sense of the church, um, a, a lot of where my mind goes, now maybe not our listeners, but where my mind goes is, you know, how many Twitter followers do you have? Mm-hmm. What's your name recognition? You know, how fancy is your blog? You, you know, building your platform, that's a really big thing right now. And you need to build your platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of those things have a place. I really do. Uh but if if I'm a if I'm a pastor and that's kind of you know my primary calling you know is to be a pastor but if I'm a pastor I am less concerned about national name recognition and I am I should be more concerned about you know how the local community perceives me and how, in particular how connected I am to the local leaders and so if you're interacting more with Twitter followers all across the nation. Than you, than you are, say, local community leaders like your city council, I think you've got it backwards. Yeah. I really think when we're talking branding and perceptions, I think it's a whole lot more important for pastors to put the bulk of the efforts in the local community, not the, the national platform, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does seem to be a very large pressure or temptation right now for pastors to sort of create their platform or to build a brand. And you've got all these pastors with their own logos and their own websites that are all designated towards them. And I think it's just putting the cart before the horse. I, I do think it starts in a respect or an admiration towards some of the larger names. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, when Driscoll was was large and stuff like that, he had all of that stuff, but he didn't start there. You know, he, he built that up over time. And whoever it is that you respect or look towards, uh, they don't start there. They kind of build that up. And I think a lot of guys are trying to just jump in front of the success or the local hard work to gain a larger platform. If we're just talking very innocently about all of those terms, then I think they're trying to, you know, get the cake and eat it too. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I, I think that I think the pressure is to build your national brand. Right. I think that's the pressure. But it <laughs> – Ironically, it's actually harder to uh, to build a reputation in the local community. That takes time, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of effort. And so, if I have you know, if I have three hours a week allocated to like marketing, and I don't, I don't know, that'd be a lot. But mm-hmm. let's say you have three hours to spend doing something on building perceptions in your local church. One, 
uh, it shouldn't be all about you. I mean, it, you should put your church first. Right. I mean, you know, please, you know, make your efforts. If you're going to do branding, make your efforts primarily about your church. Um, if you're going to if you're going to do that. Um, but then I would really focus on the on the local community. I would focus on the local leaders. I mean, I can I've lived in a few communities, and there are some quote unquote power brokers in those communities that the nation would have no clue who they are. Right. But they are they're, one. They're godly people, and they're doing a great job in their local community as a, a community leader, um, getting the gospel out. And 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 that's where when I when I think branding, I think. That's where the bulk of our efforts should be is very micro, not macro, micro focused in the community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we're kind of splitting important hairs here because there is the pastor's quote unquote brand and then there is the perception of the church. And I really this is just Josh King speaking here. This is not an official EST opinion. I think the obsession with promoting the pastor's brand is detrimental to the local church. I think a lot of pastors are spending way too much time on their own blogs, on their Twitter followers, on their marketing. And a lot of times it looks as though, just on the outside, and that's what we're talking about here, perception. That's what we're talking about. It looks on the outside like maybe some pastors think the church exists for something for them to stand upon. They're not there to serve that church. They're trying to build a bigger platform with the church for themselves. That's just how it looks to me and I think it's a little detrimental to the local mission. Yeah, it can be. Um and again, it's all about perceptions, right? So I, there are plenty of guys that I know that um they do podcasts, you know, they have a blog. I mean, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean I know a couple of those guys. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a bit of the pot calling the kettle black to yeah. use an old phrase. Um right. <laughs> Here with us talking about this mm-hmm. uh, because we do spend part of our time uh, getting on a podcast and blogs and things like that. Right. Um, but I, I know plenty of guys that yeah, their 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 hearts are pure. You know, they're they're they've got a good, well known blog that's out there. Um, but I also know that many of those same guys are highly focused in the local community. So it it, it goes you know hand in hand. I mean, there's yeah. so I mean, if we have a listener and you know you're you're trying to build a blog and you know you're you, you want to get a message out. You want to build a platform. I mean, mm. it, all of those things, they're not bad in and of themselves, but you do have to be concerned about how people perceive you. Um, so, all right, I'll give you my pet peeve. Can I, can, I, can I share a pet peeve? Hey, it's your podcast. It's your platform. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. All right, so I love to see these. And I don't even know. I don't know if Micah or you have one of these disclaimers on your own personal website. I really um, don't. Okay, so it's like views expressed here are completely my own and not mm-hmm. that of whatever church, whatever organization. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I mean, what, that is the. Like, I'll just. I'll just be flat out, just honest. Is that is just stupid because you know if I get out there and say something moronic, if I get out there and and just do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course it's going to reflect on my church. Of course, of course people yeah. are going to think that it's connected to my church. You should not be a pastor if you want to completely disconnect yourself from your church. Mm-hmm. You should not be a pastor. Yeah. So take that dis- if you have that disclaimer take it off because everything that you do reflects upon your church. Yeah. You you can't take one hat off and put another hat on. You can't like no this is my this is my national platform hat. Yeah. And then I'm going to take that off, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to switch gears and 30 minutes later I'm going to put my local church pastor hat on yeah and that goes for any organization if you're a ceo of an organization 
Of course it reflects upon that organization yeah. if you say something just dumb on a I just kind of have the feeling that some lawyer in that church is making that pastor put that on there. It just feels like that's something they're like, oh, okay, I'll do that for the protection of the church. So when I do say something stupid and it comes back on the church, then we can at least claim. I think that's probably where that is. Okay, okay, so uh, I perhaps I, – I doubt it's that – still silly, but yeah. That would be a crazy church if you had lawyers telling you to put stuff on your blog. Can you can you imagine that deacons I've meeting? I've served on those churches. I've I know. I'm, I'm sure. Church. I'm sure some of our yeah. listeners are out there. Be like, I'm in it. I'm, I've done it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, here here's here's a good solution. So most umbrella policies now, insurance mm-hmm. policies, mm-hmm. have what's called uh, digital uh, a digital uh, addendum. Mm-hmm. So it covers Twitter, it covers blogs, it co- and it's not – I mean you it doesn't increase your premium hardly at all. And you can get all of that stuff lumped in under your umbrella po- policy. That way you can get rid of all those disclaimers. Okay. All right, so we've talked about our rants. I've got a lot more rants about personal branding. I just really think pastors could should should stay away from it. Promote the church, promote Jesus, and then let him you know build your platform. But uh, that's me. Other guys are different. There's nothing wrong, I guess, with it. It's just not my take. What can – Local guys, I've got some of these, but you talked about this a minute ago. You were saying a lot of guys are interacting with their Twitter followers, which is not bad, but they're not spending any time perhaps interacting with city council. There's a great suggestion. Do you have any more things like that? Like go meet and get to know the city council so they have a perception of the church. Yeah, um, definitely get to know your community, and there's certain ways you can do that. Um, Join a civic organization. That is by far Kiwanis, Rotary, Whatever it is, uh, the the chamber, whatever has a regular meeting, join that civic organization. Just start interacting. Um, Try to join one that isn't, uh, quote-unquote, boys club. I I, I mean, I I hate to say that, but some of them are. Mm. Um, Join one that has some key community leaders in it. Not, again, not for the sake of your platform. (laughs) Not even for the sake of your church's platform. Um, just for the sake of getting to know your community and, 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 and being able to understand how to serve people. Mm. Um, and then I think a lot of the perceptions and reputations will follow. Um, so that's one way. Another way is sports. I mean, you know, us pastors, we love sports, right? Usually. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it pulls our people away on Sundays. But uh, that oh, aside, yeah. that aside, right. um, um Sports is a great way to interact with the community. So join a join a local a local ball team, um, whatever that is, basketball, baseball, uh, soccer, um, and and interact with people there. Um, and, and so you, you can start small. I mean, you don't have to like have this massive effort to to get yourself out in the community. Just just start small. Join a civic organization. Uh, join a, a sport club, whatever that is, a ball team. Um, and there's all sorts of other things like you know there are art clubs. There's all sorts of clubs that are out there. Find you know car clubs. Find something you like, you know, something that you're not uh, running clubs, mm-hmm. something that you're naturally doing anyway, and just channel that into uh, the local community. And, and I think you'll, you should see, it, you know, again, as long as you're not a jerk, uh, you should see some fruit from that and you'll be able to interact more with the community. And that will take you to other places. You'll you'll then be able to to interact more with people. But just start with one thing. That's what I'd write. If, if you're not doing anything, just start with one thing. Start with one thing. So I've got a couple of things that guys could work on um, if they're pastoring a church, if you're pastoring a church, wherever you are. Here's a couple of things that just kind of shock me in the in you know in our day and age. Why aren't more people in charge of their Google account? Like I'm amazed at how often I will 
sort of be talking to a friend. They're talking about their church. What are some easy things we can do to kind of get our name out there? And, you know, with a lot of established churches, our buildings, our locations were secured decades ago. And now the city has moved to another side of town. Another road is the main road now or, you know, those sort of variables. And getting a hold of your Google account is huge and really, really helpful. So you can go to a Google listing of your church, just kind of search it. And then there's a button usually somewhere. you got to find it. And it's, it's called Claim This Business. And Claim That Business, they'll send you a postcard. Uh, you type that code in. You become the administrator for that. And let me tell you some of the things that you can update with that. So can I claim, can I claim someone else's church? I, well, if you can get a hold of their mail. Yeah, because they're going to send the mail to that address. And so if you can get a hold of their mail, yeah, you because can. Because that would be so much fun. It would also be evil. <laughs> what would you do with it? <laughs> Are you going to promote them or are you going to try to tear it down? I am having evil thoughts right now, yes. (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't. We're not (laughs) suggesting you do that. But you can update the pictures. You can go in there and um, put some great pictures of the staff, any sort of leadership. You give the people uh, who are searching for churches, they're going to type in your town, church, then they're going to see the pictures on there. You can also respond to maybe negative reviews if there's a maybe a one-star review and somebody posted i've seen this before somebody gives a review on a church and they they did the wrong church and they talk about all this stuff like well i can't believe they did this and that and that and the the administrator is able to go in and say you know i'm sorry that you feel that way but that wasn't our church i think you're talking about a different church down the road never bashing on the other church but kind of clarifying that because guests or prospective uh attenders are going to see those things. You can update your hours, your website link, all of that sort of stuff. So you're going to want to get a hold of that. It's free. It's helpful. It's easy. Another uh, helpful And, and it helps with uh, search engine optimization too. Sure. It gets your Google rankings up. Right. And you can update that stuff regularly. If you've updated your church building on the inside, post those sort of pictures. Let people see on the inside. The same way that we search for a great barbecue place or a place to take the kids and we kind of look at the the listing there, you need to get control of that with your church. Um, you know, another thing that you're able to do along those lines is encourage people to rate, rate your church. Uh, it sounds a little bit weird. Uh, we ask new members to do that because that's a great time for them to do that. Uh, but we ask people, we say, hey, if you have a few seconds, would you mind jumping on Google and giving an honest review, especially when we know somebody joined our church who first was introduced to our church through Google? So mm. when they, when we ask them, hey, how'd you hear about our church? We Googled you. Great. A little later, they join the church. We say, would you mind jumping on Google and just giving an honest uh, rate and review? If you've got more five stars, if you've got little paragraphs of people saying, this is why I love the church, it starts to build up. And like you just mentioned, your SEO, your search engine optimization increases. For those of you who don't know what SEO is, um, it's complicated. Just know that it's something that you can help by putting good stuff out there. That That's that's the shortest answer I can give to that. When you go to Google, you you're, you get higher rankings. Right. So you want your church to kind of rank higher than other options. And so that helps. But we're, now we're talking about building the church platform. Right. The church brand. The church brand. The church. Yeah. So <laughs> all of that stuff is something that I think is easy. It's helpful. I'll be honest with you. Our church predominantly has – how did you hear about our church? Two answers to that question. My friend told me. I'm friends with, and then they'll point at somebody else in the, you know, the 
the sanctuary or in the hallway or something. I'm friends with them, and they were talking about it, so I can't. And Google. That's the only two. I wish we had drive-by. We don't. Nobody knows. You have to come to this place on purpose. So um, if you're like that, if you're in a similar boat, maybe you're, you're just now taking an established church and uh, nobody's talking about it, get in control of Google. You got anything to so, add to that? Yeah, I would just say, all right, so a lot of this I'm sure sounds uh, to some of our listeners maybe you know, a bit icky. Like any time you start talking about stuff like this, it's kind of like oh, building a brand, you know, all that. But but here's how I view it. So for those of you who may push back a little bit on this and say, I don't know how I feel about all of it, um, I would say this. What, what we're really talking about is – Owning your own real estate mm-hmm. online. So, you know, for most churches, I'm assuming most established churches, the vast majority of them own the building, they own the land that they are on. Mm-hmm. And that location is very important, right? Whether whether you have visibility or not, mm-hmm. you know, God has, it's your church address is not an accident. God has planted you in that spot for a very specific reason. So, what you need to do online. So now we have this this thing called Internet Hinterland, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's just it's new, it, relatively new, um, last 20, 30 years. Um, and what you have out there is digital real estate. And you need to go make sure that you own your own digital real estate. So, you know, ours is westbradenton.org. You know, try, <laughs> lots of churches went out there and bought, you know, that – domain name. They own that real estate. What you're talking about is, hey, Google has this setting. Make sure that you own that real estate because if you don't, someone else will gladly pick it up, particularly if it's free. Mm -hmm. So get out there. Just think of the internet as all of this space and you want to get out there and own your own real estate. And for pastors, please, if you you haven't bought your own name online, (laughs) go buy your own name. So Sam Rainer dot com not not that that's a plug for the blog or anything i'm not trying to <laughs> build a platform i'm <laughs> just using that as an example you know please it's cheap it's so cheap go buy your own name so that you yeah. own your own real estate otherwise someone else is going to get it so yeah. that that's really what we're talking about is i think of i think of the internet as real estate and mm-hmm. if it's so cheap right now and a lot of it's free i just want to go pick it up um as quickly as i can so yeah, yeah go I press think- that button on google like josh said yeah, and the other thing to remember for those of you who may be listening and think, well, I think this isn't really me. I don't really, I don't want to build a brand, or I don't want to worry about marketing, or I'm not really worried about the perception of the church. I'm just worried about an audience of one. I just preach for God's approval. Listen, you are not not marketing. You are marketing, no matter what you think. By sitting there, listen. If you don't mow the yard, if the gutters are hanging down, if uh, if the sign is crumbled. The people who drive by, and even some of the people who come to the church, maybe looking for it, they did stumble upon it in some way, you're giving the perception to the community, we don't care. We don't care about this sort of stuff. We don't care about this building, you know, those sort of ideas. And ultimately, that translates into what we do here is just kind of a secondary thought. So I know that not everybody can build a brand new glass front building with this giant cross sticking in the air and and all of that beautiful stuff. But you can mow the yard. You can you can have some volunteers. We've gone out before volunteers and just swept the uh, the parking lot, and that makes a nice sort of impression as people walk up. So those are the things and, we're talking about here. And and back to where we started with the church sign. Mm. So are are you in favor of 
cheesy church sayings on signs or not? I am in favor if Stetzer's sort of sharing them out, but I'm not in favor. Hey, you're talking about Ed, Ed Stetzer for those yeah, who, Ed Stetzer, who, yeah, because yeah. he always has some great ones. But um, as far as if I'm, I always recommend a lot of guys want those big kind of flashy signs with the marquee, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I just really encourage guys when you're getting a new sign, um, pastors, just just grab the big old brick and just put your name on it. That's it. Just and and maybe your website that is it don't update it the scrolling all that sort of stuff becomes outdated really quick yeah i've seen some really i've seen some really bad church signs and and i pastored a church where it was my first full-time church and the sign got changed every week and I, you know i finally had to ask you know who who is doing the church sign cuz it was it was really bad. Um, we had to <laughs> we had to stop that. Um, yeah. Usually, it just it's either too corny or it's outdated, and you'll have like your uh, Easter service up there for four months. It needs to be, <laughs> but because nobody's out there to do it, so so at a bare minimum, would... put your service times up there. Yeah, that's what I would say. So if if you're yeah, like, oh, I don't have, yeah, your website, your service times. If you're like, I don't want to get out there and change the marquee every week. Hey, I get it. We change ours like once a quarter. Um, mm-hmm. Although ours is blank right now for those who drive by um it it, it needs to I'm, I'm living it like here we are talking about the church sign and and i just before we recorded this drove by the church sign and i was like oh man it's been a week we still have anything on it yeah. <laughs> it's like like where the holy scrolling... spirit has emptied the holy spirit has emptied this place there's nothing on there's the nothing. church we have sign. a scrolling digital sign that just says our twitter and then our facebook our service time and then our website that's it just constantly scrolls that and it's been doing that for years which is fine by me. I don't care. You know, if you really wanted to play an awful prank on a church, you'd rearrange the letters just to say Ichabod, right? Ichabod. Yeah, well, you know, the, the reality is most of the members would never know. And the uh, the community would just think there's a new church called Ichabod there. Ich- Ichabod. I wonder – Oh, I've, you know, I know we're recording right now. I, after we're done, I'm going to do a Google search. There's. I wonder if there's a church out there, Ichabod, Ichabod. Baptist. Somebody thought it was a nice-sounding name. I'm sure if it was in a town, you know, like – no Hope Baptist Church is in the town of No Hope or something like that. I'm sure that, you know, it's if there. you pastor if you pastor a church with the name Ichabod in it, please please it's, message us. Tweet us on our platform, Twitter at <laughs> EST Church. That's uh Twitter slash EST Church. That's our platform. Hey, another thing that I want to briefly because we don't have a whole lot of time here, but uh know your audience. If you're promoting stuff out there, whether uh, let's say your personal account, um I know some uh, pastors who just focus on their children, and they said, that's all I'm going to post because I don't want to get into controversial things, but your website, what you post on your social media, like the church's Facebook account, etc., know the audience. Your website should be geared. I'm just going to go ahead and say this as kind of a, a rule. Your website should be geared towards guests, people who don't go to your church. And so I'll go ahead and say it. The community doesn't need to know who the deacon of the week is. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know your giving. They don't need to know uh, the songs that you plan to sing this week. Uh, I know some people do that by sharing Spotify lists, but that's not really what I'm talking about. A lot of websites are geared towards the members having all the information. They can do that through other mediums, like a church newsletter. This, I think, needs to be geared. So they need to know what time you start, where should I park, where do I take my kids, what's it going to be like when I get there, those sort of informations. And so a lot of newer websites will feature a button of some sort that says i'm new 
where to start, those sort of things. And that's where you load that sort of stuff in there. Um, so, so just make sure that you know your audience. And another hint with that is, particularly Facebook, one of the flaws I see a lot of churches doing is their Facebook page is like all the announcements of the church happenings. That's for a Facebook group. So create a Facebook group, communicate to your members, close that thing down, communicate to your members about the church and for the church. Only members are allowed into that thing. This is just my helpful advice. And then your page can be, here's when the Easter service is, VBS kicks off this date, all that sort of stuff that's geared towards uh, guests. We've taught our church, if it's posted on the page, share it. If it's posted in the group, pray about it. That's the two different ways that uh, we communicate towards one another. And it's really helpful if you know your audience and gain control of your Google, of your Facebook, of your Twitter. Gain control of those sort of things. You will really help to build the perception. Any other final thoughts, Sam, on this kind of perception stuff? Uh, sure. Go to samrainer.com. I could use <laughs> I could use the blog hits. <laughs> well, I don't have a blog. Uh, I'm just a, a nobody on a uh, – I'm the third wheel on a podcast. And so for me, if you want to help my platform or help our platform, check out est.church. That's my favorite one. I hope that most of all – I know that Sam and Micah both agree with me on this. Um, when it comes to EST, we want to help you. We want to build what God is doing in your church and in your local church. So help us help you share that stuff out we want to help as many churches as possible we love hearing your feedback we really appreciate when you do share so follow us on twitter at est church and make sure that you rate and review us on itunes we do appreciate you we hope you'll join us again next week have a great week and make much of jesus